are you committed or are you just interested? And the difference is very apparent. People can see in your life when you're passionate about something or when you're just going through the motions. They can see it in your life, in your home. They can see it when you're at work and you're someone that doesn't like your job, it's very apparent. If you're someone that doesn't like where you live, it's very apparent by the way that you take care of your, your house and your stuff. So have some sort of pride and ownership with what you're doing and you're gonna see that people are gonna be drawn to that naturally. They're gonna flock to people that are passionate about what they do and that's gonna create more abundance in. So a lot of times we focus on what we're without and anytime we're focusing on what we're without, we're never gonna be full within. But the moment we start to realize that we have everything that we need inside of us, we don't need to keep chasing and to keep searching to find this esoteric meaning of happiness. Because once we have it within, we know that everything we do along the way just builds that happiness a little bit more, one inch more, one inch more. Because we're never searching, we're always generating. A lot of times we're like, ah, oh, I need the motivation, man. I need to be able to just pick up and go to the gym, I'm tired. We can generate that motivation. If I asked you right now to do one thing and your life depended on it. If you didn't get up and get motivated, what would you do? And I've had days where I'm dead tired, I don't wanna work out, and what I'll do is I'll put on one of my favorite songs, and I'll get up and I'll just start dancing like an idiot. And it sounds so cliche and so cheesy, but there's so much power behind it, and oftentimes we're searching for this big secret, um, this big thing that we need, that we need to have that's gonna get us to where we're gonna be, this destination happiness. But what it really is, it's doing the little things that we know are gonna make us happy. For example, I was talking to a friend just last night um, who was going through a very tough circumstance with her dog that passed away. And she was like, I don't feel like myself. I haven't in a while. And so I asked her, what would you do if you did feel like yourself? Um, well, I'd probably go to the beach. Okay. And it's seven o'clock right now. The sun's setting in an hour. Do you, like, do you like sunsets? She's like, yeah, I do. Well, how about you pick up right now, no matter what you want to do and do what you need to do. Go drive, go to the beach and watch sunset. Find what it is that makes you happy internally and that's gonna put out so much positive energy to the world. You, you see the people who go out to the restaurants or go out in public and they're miserable, they're rude to everyone, they're rude to the server, they're rude to the cashier and how do you think they are to themselves? How do you think they treat themselves? They probably say a lot of negative talk about themselves as well. So uh, our perception is always gonna be a reflection of how we feel. So the way that we see the world is a complete reflection of how we feel internally. If I feel like the world is an abundant, happy, positive place, I promise you I'm going to see more things that align with that same belief system. But if I wake up and get out of bed and say the world is an evil, a scary place, everyone is just out to get you, everyone's out to look out for their own good, I'm going to only align and see the little things that prove that to be true. And what that's called is our reticular activating system, or RAS for short. And what it is, it beams in like a laser and focuses on things of importance and things of value to us. So imagine this. Let's say that you're walking down um, your, your front porch. Let's say you're walking down the street and you know you might see a hundred different flowers. You might see a plane in the sky. There's so many things going on, the wind on your face, but you don't even recognize them because it's just sensory overload. It's just too much going on. So what you will recognize of things of importance, let's say in regards to flowers again, your favorite flower. You're gonna look down and be like, wow, that's a rose, that's a daisy, that's my favorite flower. That's why you're gonna notice it. But you might not notice a carnelian or some flower you don't care about and things of danger. If you see a wild chihuahua running at you, trying to attack you, you're probably gonna run or maybe just kick the thing out of the way um, and, and move out of it because that's danger. So we need something to bring our conscious awareness back to what's going on because our minds are operating subconsciously all the time. From the time that we were born until now, we've just been a walking subconscious mind taking everything in. 
So from the time that we were zero to seven years old, from the time that we were born until we were seven, roughly, we didn't have an analytical mind. We didn't have any sort of critical faculty is what it's called that allows us to process. Is this something I want to accept or want to reject? For example, if someone told you the sky is orange, we would all reject that right now. But if someone started telling you that as you were a kid, you would eventually start believing it. And you'd probably start believing that blue color up there was actually the color orange. And this is why it's so, so hard for people to break patterns because we think that it's actions that break patterns, but it's not. It's beliefs and it's values. And the beliefs and the values, you can't just tell yourself, I no longer believe this. You have to go in there and rip out the root cause of when that started. So let's use money, for example. How many times have you heard money doesn't grow on trees? Money is hard to come by. Uh, You got to be careful, save your money, save it for a rainy day. And that stuff all starts to get stored in our mind where we become so frugal growing up that we don't invest in opportunities. We don't see things that come out to present themselves to us because we're so blinded. No, that must be too good to be true. We don't invest in what we need to do to get to that next level because we're always seeing money as something of scarcity as opposed to something of abundance. And anytime you're operating from scarcity, it's going to be damn near impossible to attract more of what you want. Money is simply an exchange of energy. Think about money if you had it in your hand, right? You know those people that are so tight. Oh, they never let it go. They're so frugal here. They never let any money out. Sure, you might hold on to the little money that you do have, but what also happens with a closed fist when things come in? It, it passes right up by you and you're losing the opportunity because if you don't let anything out, you're also not gonna let anything in. So I see money as nothing more than an exchange of energy. If I want something, I go and buy it. And that's not in a sense of materialism. It's in a sense of I need to show myself and remind myself constantly that, hey, if I want something, the universe is going to provide it for me. I'm going to make it happen. I'm not worried about running out of money because I know money always comes easily and naturally to me. I constantly listen to affirmations that say money comes abundantly, easily, effortlessly to you. And the more you start to hear this stuff, just like when you were younger, the more it starts to get planted into your subconscious mind. And our subconscious mind makes up about 99.96% of our entire brain. Think about that. 0.004% of our brain is what we're doing consciously. That means that everything from the time we were born until now has been nothing but a narrative just running. And it's, it's just going like a railroad track, straight forward. And it's so hard to change path of that railroad track unless something completely derails and knocks that train off. So what I love to do is knock off your subconscious train. Um, So I like to train people on what it takes to fully understand how to attract money, how to have money, how to spend money freely. Um, I'll use my car, for example. About four years ago, um, the the brand new Camaro SS came out and that was my dream car. I wanted it for uh, my dream car at the time. I wanted it for a while because I knew it was coming out. The very first month it came out, I actually got a new job and I had one of my lowest paychecks ever and I wasn't even sure if I could afford it the next upcoming month. I didn't have a lot of savings. I was like 22 years old, but I told myself if I go out and get a $600 car payment, as opposed to my $315 car payment, how much harder is that going to make me work? What is that going to put me in alignment to receive? And I did that. And the next month I had one of my biggest paychecks I've ever had. I don't know if that was me just staying later because I was scared to death of not making that car payment at work or what it was, but I know that I was in energetic alignment with money and with being able to receive what I wanted to because I took that first step. About six months later, I moved to Hawaii. I booked a one-way ticket. I shipped this car. I quit my job. I left my apartment by the beach and I moved to Hawaii. And I was scared shitless. I did not have a lot of money saved up. I did not have a lot of um, resources. I knew one person on the entire island, but I, I knew one thing. 
I was gonna back, I was gonna put my back up against the wall and give myself no plan B. And I knew if I did that, I was going to make it happen. Burn the boats. When the Vikings used to go and take over an island, they would burn the boats to make sure that they either died or conquered that island. And I want you to imagine, I want you to think about a goal that you have. And I want you to think about how easy it is to just say, eh, you know what, I'll try something else because we're scared of failure or we're scared of putting energy into something that doesn't pay off for us. But now think about if you burn those freaking boats and you gave yourself no option but to succeed, how much more passion, how much more energy, and how much more of your brain power are you gonna put into it? So if I can encourage one thing for you guys today, it's to try to use this subconscious mind that we have and bring it to our conscious awareness. Whatever it is that you're after, whether you're setting a goal, whether it's a guy or girl that you want, start to focus in on that. Start to focus in on the why that you want that. Start to use your emotions in a different way. Start to go out and live life in a way where you know everything is coming to you exactly when it needs to. And you are right where you should be in any path that you're on. Whether it's the best time of your life or you're in a very rough path, know that you are there for a reason. You are there to get a learning, to apply to the next time you're in that situation and be able to get through it with ease. And having this mindset of abundance and seeing everything as coming in for you and not to you is what's truly going to make the difference in the people that live in a place of suffering or the people that live in a place of beauty. And I made a goal about probably six years ago. And I said, I'm never going to have a bad day again. I might have bad things that come into my life. I might have bad situations or occasions that I'm faced with, but I'm not going to classify that as a bad day. And what I'll do is I'll allow myself to kind of sit in the emotions sometimes longer than I should. I'm guilty of that like we all are, but I won't let myself sulk in it for too long. I'm going to feel the emotion and I know what I need to do to make myself happy. Like I mentioned earlier with my friend, if I was going through a tough situation, I would get instantly up and go for a drive and go listen to music or go to the gym or go to the beach or go be in nature and hike because I know what it is that I like. And again, happiness is not something that we just stumble upon. It's something that we generate. So today I encourage you, generate happiness. Generate the feelings of positivity and abundance and watch how much flows into you. I promise it is not just about thinking and, and wishful thinking and, you know, I really want this. I deserve this. I'm a good person. Sure, that is all part of it. But if that action is not behind it, then all we're doing is just dreaming. We need to have some sort of action behind our plan or else it's just simply a dream and it's not going to be an outcome. So even think about the language that we use. If we're like, oh yeah, this is my dream to have it one day. What is a dream? You know, we can have a dream to make $10 million. Does it mean it's going to happen? Change the word dream to outcome and you're going to start to see how much more possible it seems. And imagine if you know that you can run one mile